0: What's going on, everyone? So I'm really excited about this upcoming guest, Brian Wish. He's one of my best friends. And there's a couple things we're gonna touch on. One is we're gonna talk about how he loves experiential learning. So he actually goes out and watches like foreign films and goes into cultures, it's pretty cool. And also, we're gonna dive into his life spreadsheet each month. He evaluates based on different categories. That's pretty crazy. And then we're also gonna talk about how meditation is important and how it can improve your life. Hopefully, you'll enjoy this one on podcast. Real quick, I want to show some love to one of our sponsors, Lee, and I love their motto, by the way, do better work, which is what our podcast is focused on here. And what they do over there, Lee, is they have a readiness and training software for high growth sales teams. So go check them out on their website, Lessonly.com, and much love to you guys. super excited to have this guest brian wish we've been best friends since college and we've had multiple conversations and we've just stayed in contact and it's been a real genuine relationship that we built and as you all know on this podcast our main focus is to figure out what are people doing outside of work that's making them successful in their careers so we're gonna hear a lot of unique things with these interviews and i know brian's got a couple things for us so brian quick introduction to yourself and we'll dive right into the podcast
1: Morgan, thanks for having me. Great to be here. I love building our relationship first and foremost. Uh, and for me, uh, I run a company called BW Missions. We work with a lot of thought leaders in given spaces. We really uh, help them craft their path uh, in the digital age uh, to, to kind of stand and, and be who they are and belong. Uh, everything from the brand foundation to the content to the community they build to the products they develop and go sell. Uh, pretty much building a brand A to Z for these thought leaders and have been doing it three years and been able to have some amazing experiences. And anyways, we're not here to talk about that, uh, but that has been my fa- my my growth trajectory in my career the last few years. So uh, Morgan, let's dive in, take me wherever you want uh, and happy to be, uh, you know, share whatever you, you would like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to start off with Three things. Brian, what are three things that you've done outside of work that have helped you be successful in what you're building over there so far?
1: Good question. Uh, the three things that I think would be great to talk about uh, would be uh, almost you know every week or every two weeks, they run a pretty uh, interesting kind of reflection slash maybe call it performance review that's split out over uh, five areas of my life that I feel are very important to me uh, based on where I want to go in my long-term goals. Uh, my health and uh, the kind of how I kind of structure and think about my health. I think it's the most important part of my life. And then my experiential learning uh, and how I try to learn. And while it's not something I'm the best and could be a lot better at, it's something that I'm very cognizant of in certain areas that um, I want to improve. And the performance system kind of thing really bleeds into the other uh, components, but it's it's a, something I do that helps guide the direction of my life where I want it to go.
0: Yeah, so I mean, a couple of things there. I want to talk about the performance review and and how do you go about that? Is it one area, multiple areas? Like what happens?
1: Yeah, so I've split out uh, my... Uh, when I think about my life, I don't want people who, who are listening to think about... This is the most rigid, structured person with no like creative mind. Who's just like is a robot. I, I I realize when you give yourself structure and sometimes you know consistency, it can be hard to break away from like that masculine way of being. But to me, who is an entrepreneur, it gives me a lens in which to operate within the world, and I try and break through. So I just want to uh, preface. Before I dive in, because yeah. I think it's easy to listen to this and be like, oh, that's just, that's just too much. Um, so for me, I, I've kind of broken my life down into to five areas. I have kind of finances, uh, like my personal finances. Uh, I have my uh, health that I discussed earlier and the things I care about there. Uh, I have my experiential learning, which I discussed. I have my relationships, personal and professional and, and, you know, people in my life I really care about. And then uh, from a professional perspective, you know, a performance on different areas that um, I am thinking about and should give more thought to. Um, and then within those areas, I have kind of three questions. It's like, what did I do well this week? Where can I improve? Um, and like, what should I repeat? What's my plan for next week? And I've adjusted and tweaked those questions over time, uh, but they allow me to kind of write to myself and kind of see back on paper what's in my head and get that out and put it in front of me. So then I can make micro adjustments every week. And then typically that's backed in towards maybe longer term goals. Like people do yearly planning or three year planning or 10 year planning. You know, I think I have a pretty good idea of where I kind of want to see things in 10ish years. and so to me, it allows and creates and, and a lot of intentionality with how you show up um, to different areas of your life. And while I don't always do it perfect and I never will, uh, it just gives me a framework in which to operate. I've always struggled in my life without structure. So I've had to create my own structure for myself um, to kind of survive and operate in this world on my own terms.
0: I love this breakdown and the experiential learning, we're definitely gonna dive more into that because I, I I wanna know more. However, all these areas, right? If you're looking back at them and you, you've you seen that you've evolved in them, which area have you improved the most and which area needs to be looked at more?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would say my health has improved the most in the last three years. Um, a few years ago, I, I just felt very sluggish in my body. Um, I wasn't healthy. I was just eating bad foods. Um, and like, I looked fine. If you saw me, you would have been like, Oh, but to me, like, I knew that I just did not like where I was. I was also I had a really bad shoulder, which I had surgery on. Uh, I wasn't working out for like six or eight months. Um, I just. Yeah, I, I, I just knew it was time to make a change. And so I started working out with a personal trainer a few years ago. I, I went keto and intermittent fasting, cut all sh- pretty much sugars. And I, I, that was very rigid. And I've definitely relaxed on that. Um, but for me, I just, I needed to um, find a way in which I felt healthy in my own body. And, and I just didn't feel healthy at all prior. So I kind of went cold turkey and I want to be cognizant of the people listening who have maybe struggle with food because I know that is a big issue around the world and country and, um, but for me personally, I needed a mechanism in which I could feel good in my body. And the reason for that was because if I was to perform at a high level professionally and achieve my goals personally, I wanted to be in a healthy body that enjoyed how I showed up in the world and so health has been so important to me and I'm, I'm continually making adjustments. So sleeping and, and sleeping arrangements to kind of measuring, you know, my workouts. Now I, I, instead of a trainer, now I have a accountability coach for, you know, workouts five days a week. Um, the foods I eat, I've adjusted, you know, I went to keto now I'm in this weird kind of pescatarian type of phase uh, and trying to do things without meat. you know, 90% of the time. So. I'm always kind of tinkering and, and figuring out what feels good. Um, and then I've, this year, I've started to add in a lot of meditating, and it's kind of ebbed and flowed with my kind of growth in that area. But, you know, that that leads into experiential learning a bit. But I'm finding, to me, that that is actually helping my health in different areas. And, you know, yoga at times, which is, you know, great to get into. Sometimes hard to always keep going. But I, I love health as a just field of study uh, and I love to see results um, and also not, not even results, but just the incremental changes that I feel personally, that maybe no one else does, but allows me to be the best version of myself. And I think everything starts at the foundation of health uh, to show up in the ways you want to in the world. And when you're not healthy, which I've experienced, You can't bring yourself to the world, in my opinion, in a way that you want to because you just can't.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's and that was something that, you know, you've said multiple times here is how when you focused on that health piece, you felt better to go out and execute and go do those things. And you tried different diets, you know, curious to hear if, you know, the the viewers, uh, the listeners listening in are like, oh, you know, I've tried that diet, too. So hit Brian up about that. I've tried none of those diets before. I guess my question to you is as a follow up here, based on your focus being on health. You said meditation. When are you doing meditation and how do you go about it?
1: Yeah, I mean I've fluctuated. I, I started to do it in the mornings. I used to do it before bed, but I don't it's still a routine I'm getting into. Even like journaling, right? Like Yeah. yeah. Journaling's big, massive. Yeah, but- you got to get into journaling. You got to yeah. do it. Well, so I was doing it a lot in January and February. And when the pandemic came, I felt like some of these habits left. I was even meditating at the beginning of the year. Yep. And now as this year's come to a close, and I've done a lot of actually reflecting in November. I have started to realize these are things that are very healthy for me, uh, especially at the pace I go. And I need to take time to kind of come back to the moment of where I'm at. And if I don't do that, it's probably going to bite me in the ass without realizing it in the long term. And it's just about these micro steps. And consistency is so important. But sometimes when you can't quantify, yep. put numbers behind or results behind your metrics and be rewarded in a sense, you know, through dopamine by doing these things, it's not always the easiest thing to to prioritize. So um Again, health is my most important thing, but there, it's, it's an improving area. So, but it has been the area I've changed the most over the last few years and the one I'm yeah. most proud of and the one I hope to always be front and center.
0: So before we move on to what, which area you feel like you can improve the most on and you've seen like, okay, like I'm not doing well here. For advice for everyone who is that entrepreneur listening in or obviously is in sales, how do you make health a prioritization?
1: How? How do I make? Say that one more time.
0: How do you make health a prioritization? Like, how do you make sure it is prioritized? Because everyone talks like, "Yeah, I need to work out, et cetera. But like, you made it. Yeah. Something. So for,
1: totally. So, I mean, a couple of things. One, um, for me, uh, I work with a guy named Fred Munzenmeyer. Morgan. You know now. Yep. Uh, yep. I basically got off with the pandemic. I was working with a personal trainer. And I got off that because the gym shut down. And so I really went into yoga, but I was overdoing it. And I was just not working out sustainably. And I was in great shape by the summer, but I had two, three months where I had to stop working out this year because I wasn't working out sustainably. So I reached out to Fred and I said, hey, I need something sustainable that physically I feel good, mentally I feel good. And so now he's just a virtual coach and he programs my workouts every month. To me, it holds me accountable. I can prioritize it because I know I'm going to get a message from them when I don't complete my workout and it doesn't go off on a spreadsheet. <laughs> Brian, what you doing?
0: <laughs> you didn't <to> call out.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, when I go to like Whole Foods to buy groceries, I've definitely switched. You know, I don't just go to Safeway or Giant anymore and just buy processed foods. Yep. Um, I bought. I've the last two years, I've, I've eaten very healthy. Uh, yeah, I switched up how I've eaten, but. I try and really avoid processed foods. I I do have a sweet tooth, which is dangerous, but I love I I whatever. You gotta enjoy life a little. Um but I, I really try and eat pretty healthy uh and watch what I put into my body just because um you know that's that's just how I and that's how I grew up as well. My mom was healthy growing up and my dad and so, anyways, I I value health and so I think just I think about what I put in my body, I think I to think about my workouts. I think health is so integrated uh, and again I'm no health expert but I do value it and probably more than the average Joe um, but I'm not ex- I'm not overly extreme about it to the point that I drive myself crazy. I, I give myself a little flex room
0: and I, and I think that's important you know it's a priority but you're not insane where it completely ruins your life and allows you to go do what you want to do. So moving into my next point, right, I still want to stay in this area of those things that you mentioned on how you break this down because I think it's fascinating on how you do that. So what are – out of those five things, right, what are the – one of those things you look at and you're like, you know what, I could be way better at this and it, has, and it hasn't increased the way you would like to?
1: Yeah. I mean we can just dive into it. I mean reference is one of the three things outside of work that's really important, but it's, yep. it's in my kind of performance buckets for a reason because – um, it does help me when I really am intentional about it so it's my experiential kind of learning area of my life I think being an entrepreneur not that I wear that title as a badge of honor but it's just you 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 have even my co-founder Carson like we have so many things day in and day out clients sales marketing so all the pro everything that comes with not only being sustainable but growing and achieving your vision and then like balancing other areas of your life and sometimes when you're not at a nine to five you're not always on tap with the latest netflix show you're not i haven't read the latest book you're not always on top of the news yep um, and so when you show up at regular dinner conversations you're like the last man out or you're like the first man out because you, you can't even contribute to the conversation <laughs> um nope. and if that resonates with you um I I like feel and know that experience, I think more than anyone, Uh, my whole life, my parents have been like, you've been in this tunnel and, you know, that's sad in a way, but it's also a path I've picked because of my goals long-term. So then I could open up later, but I've started to realize as I've continued to mature on a personal level beyond my professional development, that especially the last few weeks, as I've had a couple of weeks away for the first time all year, that I really need to grow personally in my um, you know, my personal education in my experiential learning is kind of the way I like to put it. Yeah. So whether that's watching foreign films that I love and I just don't spend time, but I just love foreign films because they have so much meaning, I love to read on topics like all the books I've read this year have not been business related. Yeah. It might hurt me in business because I'm not staying up with certain things, but I'm reading about books have nothing to do with business because I, I want, you know, I took, uh, improv class at the beginning of the year. I was going to salsa dance. Like are you in the salsa. Well, I was (laughs) until the pandemic and I'm a lousy dancer, but that's awesome though. I, I know I could use some flow and, um, you know, I'll get there post pandemic, but you know, it's just, what I'm getting at is it's nice to be able to show up in a conversation and pull in perspectives that like, aren't yours, but are like Absolutely. you read from the news, you brought in from a movie, you could share from a book because not only does it make you sound like someone intelligent and they don't live in the hall, but yep. it furthers a conversation. It connects with people on, on, on better levels. And when I meet people who I think are really good learners like they take learning seriously outside of their expertise. It like impresses me and challenges me. And I look at that and I'm just like so blown away. And I have to remember that I have picked a path that's not nine to five. Um, but could I make changes like we were talking about before the show to get up maybe an hour earlier and you know possibly take that time to read and, and do those things that I need to do for myself. So that is an area that can help you immensely. And I've seen the effects of it when you do that. Uh, But it's also an area that has completely hurt me and something I need to work on and will continue to work on for the rest of my life.
0: I I love that you put it as spiritual learning. I've never heard of it that way. And it's something that I'm taking away from this conversation myself to do more of that. Uh, One thing that I absolutely love to do when I traveled is, is embrace the culture. I remember in India, I went to a Bollywood party. (laughs) Like, that was crazy. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to do the dances. Yet that was one of the most fun nights I had because it was completely different. It was out of my comfort zone. And I always do that when I go to a different culture. It's like, I want to dive into it to truly learn. So my question to you is, when you were really deep into it and you said you need to improve, I guess my question to you is, what experiential learning did you have in the past that's really helped you as you've been a founder of your company here?
1: Um, I mean, look, I think this is a, a good question and it's not, when I say this, it's not something that I have perfected. Yeah. And I have a long way to go with it, but my awareness around it is it's closer than it's ever been. I think it yeah. comes down to two things. It's it's a and they're very. I started to realize, well I probably should realize this five years ago. And they're very related is like consciousness and presence, and empathy, and like what I mean by that is and those could be linked to health. But what I what I mean by this is. I started to notice in various instances personally and professionally where i lacked um the right response or i didn't show up and meet the other person in a conversation yep um in the way that they were showing up for me and wasn't holding my weight in that conversation and don't get me wrong like do i have empathy yeah i think i do um i hope i do uh but it was i started to ask myself like what is the root of this like if I if I'm not showing up in a certain way, is it the fact that I don't I'm not empathetic, or is it the fact that I'm just not present to be empathetic? And I started to realize like I need to be present. And if I'm present, then I can be empathetic because then I'm actually listening to someone fully and giving my full attention. So then, oh. Okay, and then if you do that and you bring that into different environments and you're more cognizant, it leads to you asking better questions, it leads to deeper bonds because now you can be there for people in ways you weren't before, or it can open up new doors you never would have thought because you're you're paying attention at the right times. Um, And so that's an area for me that as I think about experiential learning, um, well, I think these things should just be part of who I am just because of the journey I've taken I don't think I've ever prioritized them. And because of that, I've started to see how that can impact me negatively. So what do I need to do? I just need to evolve. I don't need to change who I am to do that, but um, I can learn and how to get better at those things. And and that can come into my work life, but it's also going to help me immensely in my personal life uh, with my family and like my mom who tells me, um, you know, who, to, to be present when I'm, I'm, she's talking to me. Uh in our kitchen or that's that's important. <laughs> Brian, why aren't you here? Yeah, I am Over here. Um, so like you get my you get my point. I do,
0: I do, I get you because I'm the same way. So it sounds like you need to label it. And so what that's what we did. That's what we did. My friends labeled it. We called it space mode or astronaut status. So when I was like in my own world, they were like, yo, dude, you got to get out of space mode, like in, in front of everyone else. And we all knew I we all knew what it meant. So that meant, oh, wow, I'm I'm not really paying attention. I'm not present in this moment because what ended up happening and you're very similar to me is I'm thinking about, okay, what's the next deal? What's the next formula? I need? What's the next content I need to put out? You know, who do I need to respond to? Who do I need to reach out to tomorrow? I'm not paying attention to whatever you're saying at all normally. And it's and it's and I'm like it's really bad. And so I had to take that time to be very intentional and it was around my like mental health of not where I'm like losing my mind, but I just wasn't being present with the people that I was talking to and I was in another world and I had to get back to the world that I was currently in, right? With that person instead of I'm all the way out here.
1: How do you do that? Tell your listeners.
0: Yeah. So this is how I was able to really focus and lock in is that I had to develop and embrace my surroundings and so and really and truly get the senses. So someone told me this. They were like, all right, if you feel like you're going in space mode, like breathe hear what's going on like take in the environment and like in your head like talk about what's happening in the environment hey that person is making a drink Uh, that person is talking to that person about that and then you realize you have to get more present in the moment so I had to rephrase the things that were happening in real time to myself in order for me to get the understanding of, oh, I'm here. I need to be present with you. And another thing that I did is I would never talk about myself. In conversations, I would always talk about like, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And and I would just naturally start talking about career because I was so excited about it. And I wanted to share. However, at the end of the day I realized I don't no one really cares. <laughs> right. So now how I got how I get over it is I'm so genuinely curious about the other person that they don't even know what I even do. I ask, like, hey, wow, you're into that. Like, what got you into that? How did you get there? You know, why do you do that? Like, and that's how my conversation started to go. And then that's when people started to to see me differently than just the person who talks about the career all the time. They were like, oh, I could genuinely connect with this person because they're very curious about me. And here's the thing: it wasn't fake. I was just changed my mindset. Like I actually started caring about my conversations instead of seeing it as like, all right, I'm in here, I'm here, but I really want to go be doing more work. And I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people listening in is to be very present in the conversations you're in, in every single way, with with your mom, your dad, your friends, uh, your loved ones, whatever it is. That's how I got over it.
1: And, and so one I, I love the fact that like you're sharing this because i think it's something that so many people in our generation with our kind of work ethic struggle with and don't really name it it's so or, what it's so hard yeah it really is um but it's something worth i think working on um i um I have something to say to this in a second, but I wanted to ask you, did you like document things? Did you journal about like, how did you like really em- embrace the space and environment around you fully? Like how do you like, just because people said that, like, did you do certain things for that? Because I have to imagine that it wasn't just like, oh, I need to pay attention and show up. Like there had to be some intentional effort I'm like, how do you, how do you track that?
0: Uh, so there was intentional effort. It wasn't just like a flip of the switch. So we had to, we had to identify it. And so we called it the Morgan J Ingram <laughs> versus Morgan Ingram. And basically it was like, you could go in like Morgan J mode where it's like, yo, what up? What's happening? Like for those of you follow, me, you know what I'm talking about versus like me, which is not actually like that. I'm very calm across the board and i'm normally not like all the time like in your face like i'm just like hey yo what up it is what it is you know and so i had to be more intentional about being that person versus being morgan j ingram so i had to separate those two people because it is to some degree separate and there's a like hey i'm doing a training i'm doing a webinar etc versus like hey i'm just in a normal conversation. And so I had to figure out how to separate those things, and that's what came into me—just tracking it and paying attention to it, and etc.
1: Oh my god, I love that! I love separating things um, and compartmentalizing. And I appreciate you sharing too, because again, like I think also with podcast shows and shows in general, yeah, the person who's being interviewed—they're like just ask me all the questions. But it's nice when in my opinion, the person on the other side returns it back to the host and says, okay, tell me your experience too, <laughs> yeah. because now you connect and you share an experience together. So I think it's fascinating. I feel closer to you because of it. And I, just to add to this, um, you know, I met a man, um, months ago. Um, it's my girlfriend's dad, but I will say, um, he is, like, the closest, like, person I've met to, like, I'm just blown away by. And I know no one's yeah. perfect. Like, I know no one's perfect. And I've met a lot of people and a lot of men I've looked up to. But, like, someone who, and maybe because it aligns with the values that I have and, like, what I want for my future, so it's maybe different. But, Absolutely. like, someone who's so curious, so entrepreneurial, Yeah, it's, like, still, like, when you're with him and he's with he's like, such a good father, husband from like what I can tell. And like when you're around him, you feel like he is fully with you at all times. And like, what I mean by that, like, here's a great example. I, my business partner, Carson Morell, dropped me off at her house a few months back. Yep. And Carson was talking about just telling him, you know, outside about he was had a Tesla coming in and so he was talking about how excited he was yo those cars are dope by the way yeah and and Britt's dad was like do you want to take a ride in mine like i'll, I'll show you how how it all works and like i left to go home <laughs> and carson rode around with him like went out of his way was so present yeah probably had a million things to do on the- a-
0: right <laughs> the driver this kid around in a Tesla
1: around <laughs> to, to take like someone who obviously is very special to me but yep like so unnecessary yeah but like I think that's just who he is like there's no motive behind it and he was just so present and so aware and like to me like like that's the person like I want to be you know, and it's something that I I think I'm so far away from, but can can I do that one day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I just I admired it's little things like that I've seen, though, from him and just over and over again, that just makes you think it's like, wow, this is possible. Um, Because life, yes, like you and I, Morgan, we work very hard. I think we'll always work very hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's I think what I'm starting to realize now at 27, like there's more to life than just work itself. And it's taken me a while to come to, but like the idea of being a very well-rounded person yet still being very successful professionally, like that is super appealing to me because I've worked with enough people uh, who are very unhappy personally.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: And you're like, no, I don't want to be there. And that's the farthest thing from what I want for myself. And like, I think if I'm on my deathbed and that was my life, I'd have a lot of regret. Um, I don't want that for myself. And so I'm trying to figure out how to bridge the gap. Um, And that's why I think experiential learning and, or I'm sorry, being conscious and present and mindful and have empathy and, and show up in conversations fully in my experiential kind of learning area of life right now is like so centerfold because I think those are two doors that if I never figure out how to unlock will hurt me the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's, that's my area of focus for the next six, 12 months.
0: You're, I mean, you're self-aware and you know exactly what you need to go out and do and improve upon. You know, most people will like be like, Oh yeah, I can improve there and then never do anything about it. Right. And we'll just move on. It'll be like, whatever. And, you know, you brought up a good point is that you have to make sure that you feel fulfilled and happy in what you're doing. Obviously, if you're unhappy, that's going to go towards your kids and grandkids, etc. And one thing that I did when I graduated college, I think it was about five or six months after, is I went to the nursery home. I went to the old, old people's spot. And I was like, hey, like, what do you regret the most? Like, this is deep stuff.
1: And what'd they say?
0: They all had different answers. The common theme, though, was regret and not doing something. So, hey, I wish I would have started a business. I, you know, I wish I would have gone and talked to X person, right? It always had to do around they didn't start something that they always put off. And then at the end of the day, they realized that someone else did what they wanted to do. And they were either way more, like, either way more qualified, right? Or had all the connections to go do it. They just didn't do it and they regretted it. So if you think about it that way, right? Like, you just, you have the regret of like, you just never did it. And like, that's how you go out. And, and it was like deep, heavy regret. Like, you could hear it in their voice. And I was like, I don't, that's not, I don't want to be like that. Like, even if it doesn't work, at least I can be like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I tried that and it didn't work. It is what it is. And like, I think that's the main focus we should have. And I think you being intentional and making sure that you're showing empathy, those are critical. And I guess the question here is, how has that affected you not being as empathetic as you like to be, not being as intentional? Like, what's been going on there? And then, and then again, from that, right, I think a lot of people can take these, lessons that you've learned so how they can again move forward and be tactical about being empathetic and things of that nature
1: yeah um wow just stripping me down here i'm just naked on camera um i mean look i've had some of the closest people in my life personal relationships tell me that like they can't come to me with hard things um and i think when you're in friendships with people personal relationships with people um when you hear it not just once but twice or three times, um and someone says to you like that it, it's it's not like they it, they mean it to be hurtful um they're saying it from a place of care um but the first time I heard that, I was very like,. Ah whatever, that's just that person. But when you hear from another person, pretty much the same thing, you take note a little bit differently, especially given the the care behind the relationship. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 it affects it because it, it doesn't allow a relationship a friendship, a business partnership, whatever it might be to further in a vulnerable moment and probably scripts trust and and doesn't allow the relationship to move into a more deep of a layer with more dimension because someone can't show up as their full self in the moment because you can't receive that person for who they are. Um, imagine not being able to do that with, your closest partner your kids one day like not that you can be everything to everybody I think that's unrealistic Uh, but not being able to be the the person that someone that you really care about like wants you to be Um, not that you should change yourself for someone um, but evolve into that like if you can't do that like that that I think the consequences of that are scary and like me like risks that aren't worth taking um so what's up with that i i mean i think it's just the facts of the situation like if you yeah. don't harness that toolkit it'll affect you the rest of your life
0: yeah and the thing is you ha- you know okay i can go i think the biggest part of this is the experiential learnings right and and using that to grow this right And and moving forward so you know, as we wrap up here on the podcast, I want to go back to the experiential learnings and things of that nature. Do you have a suggestion on where people can start to do that and, and to get the most out of it?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, think of um, – so like, let's just go back to kind of the performance system in general, right? Yeah. And, and maybe it's just like – I call it like a life review. It's like my Google Spreadsheet. And I kind of track each week or I sometimes do it every two weeks, even three weeks, but usually it's, it's at least every two weeks minimum. I was just on vacation. So I haven't done that for like two weeks. Um, and, And so like, let's say you have goals that line up to these different areas. So you have your business goals, you have your health, fitness goals, and some could be loose. Some could be more tight kind of wound together, but you to like know where you're going, you kind of got a plan. And so to me, like this experiential learning one, I didn't really have, if I'm being honest with myself, if I reflect back on the last few years, I haven't had much of a plan. I've just kind of followed interest and curiosities based on where I'm at. If you told me seven months ago that empathy, consciousness and showing up in conversation, like would be my focus. I'd tell you you're crazy because like I probably wouldn't have any reason to pay attention to it. It's
0: like, <laughs> it's like I'm the master at this. Great. <laughs> right.
1: So yeah. Um I think it's about like align, like picking the areas of your life you care about that are gonna allow you to achieve a greater goal. And like I think I've thought pretty thoroughly about the life I want to live. Um and then picking so so if you kind of like let's say 10 15 30 years out like you know where yeah. you want to be for sure but Like what are the areas in your life to me that are important to you yeah that you can kind of measure and kind of build goals around and kind of evolve every year which and are then critical Within those like let's just say experiential learning is one let's say in 30 years i want to be a renaissance man i want to know everything about everything okay well what's the process to be in 30 years if i want to know about how to build a sustainable city in europe or my hometown i'm living in at the time or how to cook indian food and mix with asian fusion and at the same time like what are like what's it mean to be a renaissance man 30 years out on my own terms do i like i want to learn the guitar next year you know like going on tour it's not music (laughs) but i want some flow you know Um, I just wanna know music. It's such a universal language, but I guess what I'm getting at is, it's just like the the higher level process of like looking 20, 30 years out, 10 years out. What do you see for yourself? Like in all these areas of your life, what's it all add up to? And then you can kind of backtrack and say, okay, where do I wanna be out in a year? And then within that, like, okay, now you can measure yourself in these different areas and it doesn't need to be so rigid. Some areas you might just loosely plan and reflect and check in on make micro adjustments. For other areas like running our business, we have numbers goals for three years out, for a year out, and all those things. It's very tight because I don't want to miss that. Because if I miss that, I'm not sustaining myself for my livelihood and the things I want to do. But um, the other areas like experiential learning, like for me, as I think about it next year, I think this empathy muscle, this consciousness muscle, to me, like those are big things. To me, music's a big thing. I've never paid attention to music in my life. I mean, I have like Eminem was my boy. You know, Shut
0: hey, 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 shout out to Eminem.
1: Right, but like outside of that, like, do I know a lot? Like, I found myself like making a '70s and '80s song playlist, so I knew actually who the song. You know, um, <laughs> the it's
0: I did a I did a UK grime playlist uh, in September, and it was like the most exciting thing I've done in a while because I had no idea what I was listening to, and it was just the fun of like. Oh, this song's this song's fire! I didn't know about this one.
1: Right. So, oh, just to share back, play back to you. Yeah, I felt the same way making the '70s and '80s playlist. I'm like, what cave have I been living in for 27 years? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, clearly, you and I have been living in similar cave. Kidding. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, I think to me, like. Don't give yourself too many things. If I think of experiential learning, I love international films, I love books, I love you know to learn. It's just about making the time for it and wrapping my mind and then also not feeling guilty that that time I'm spending there is taking away from a numbers or a spreadsheet that I'm gonna mark or I'm gonna hit in a professional sense because these experiential learning things you can't quantify always and you can't put numbers behind and you can't mark achievement benchmarks. I mean, you could, but do you really wanna make like that part of your life that rigid in the first place? And like, to me, that, that takes the fun and joy out of it. So I think these are just interesting kind of, and as I said at the beginning of the show, I've had to give myself my own structure, given this you know, structure in which I've built my life. Um, and, and I think learning to separate and, and figure out how to enjoy these times um. yeah, it's like very present. So I've never really done a show like this, Morgan. Um and Usually I'm in your side of the, the lens or microphone. So
0: <laughs> Give, giving out the, the questions. Well, well, hey, man, let, let, let's wrap it up with a question here. And we've talked about a lot of different stuff. And so many things that you all could do at this interview. Like I, I have some notes over here myself of like okay I, I definitely need to go do that especially the Where, frameworks are you do? It, it's well i mean it's like two main things like for me is to, it's just the the experiential learning like just that term in itself i've never thought of it that way and so i'm gonna go out and figure out what that is for me uh, you mentioned a lot about culture like i think for me i'm gonna go learn about like a new culture i might be like you know what i might pick spain for example and figure right. like what are they eating in Spain? Like, like, how do they go about life? How is it different than what we're doing as of today? Uh, so By that's, one, way, thi- that's I, one thing. That's
1: one I love that, and I love trying to travel in with experiential learning. I just yep. traveled for two weeks. I learned so much. It was awesome. Um, I was in New Mexico and Boise, Idaho, and uh, Asheville. Unbelievable time. So, anyways, I think travel is all part of learning. Um, it well.
0: is. And it all, it all brings it together and then also like number two is that the fact of like the framework that you have and you visit it frequently like i'll i'll do it once a quarter but you're doing it frequently and i have in my journal it's it's once a month but I think one of the things that I, I don't do is there's like a notes part and I don't really take notes on it. I just circle one through 10 how I feel about each category. I think I need to go deeper there so that that brought that to mind and how you, you said that. It makes me want to go more detail. So, you know, based on everything here, my question for you is what is your one-up formula that most people don't know about?
1: So what is one thing I do that I haven't described in the show today yep. that most people don't know about. I how do I want to answer this. Uh, I cooked a mean beef tenderloin back in February during the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> and it was the first time, or actually it was a brisket and a beef tenderloin. Anyways, that's, that's not what I'm going to lead with. That was my first thought. The thing that, but most people don't know about that because I just,
0: I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: Um, I I really try, like, I don't know if this is a one upper. This is like great compared to everything else I've said, but I really try and take like a hard stop on Saturdays or a Sunday or Sunday, like take a good 24 hours on the weekends. Yeah. Um, because I, I find myself on Sundays wanting to get ready for the week after like one or 2 PM. It's just kind of like my natural tendency. Yep. Um, but like having like a shutdown like Friday night and all day Saturday is I think essential because if I don't, I found myself, you know, midweek just like, just like barely getting by. And I think listening to your body and knowing like what your body needs coming back to health, um, is paramount. Um, I think just giving my mind where like I numb work out of there intentionally and try not to talk about work. And my dad is a, you know, entrepreneur as well yeah, um, to a degree. And I always used to ask him as a kid about work on the weekends. Cause it's all I wanted to do. Yep. Like, I don't want to talk about work and like now I get it because when it comes to the weekend, like I don't want to talk to many people at all. I want to like stay to myself or a few people and recharge um, and I think that is one of the most critical um, components of, you know, just how I live in the way I live. Cause I push, I push on the gas hard at times. I need to realize when to take the foot off the, the pedal. I,
0: I think most people would not, if knowing you, would not think that you stop on the weekend. So, <laughs> like, I thought you would just keep on going. So that's good to hear. And so, as we wrap up, shout outs. Any shout-outs you got for anybody?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I try not to mix my personal and my professional um, life too much just because I just think it's healthy to have boundaries. But I is it relates to this conversation, I'd probably say uh, my current partner I'm dating named Britt, um, she's been – I think the first person in my life that's like on a personal level has made me really want to make like some strong involvements, um, especially other things outside of work. And I think for me, like you can be very stubborn and in my own in my own way, like that says something um for someone to make you like want to do that from the inside out, not just because it's like they're pressing down on you. Absolutely. And then there's a guy I haven't really brought up on this show. Um, but his name's Rich Keller. Um, and he's been so transformational in my life the last year. Um, just. Um, he's another kind of figure that I've met who is a professional and so good at what he does, but like, as of father and as a husband and as someone who just cares and gives himself to people he he loves yeah like oh my god like i am feel so i feel so indebted to him for so long he's done so much for me as well um just without asking um and i mean i'm lucky to say like i grew up in a like even though like childhood you know had its flaws and everyone has their family stuff but i mean i'm lucky like i had two good parents and i have a decent family that like cares about me i think the more i grow up and realize most people don't always have that um, they don't and i i two good parents who've done everything for me they can for me to like go after the things i want in my life and support me in that and so um hasn't always been the easiest but um i think the older i get the more i I appreciate what my family has done for me um and not limiting my ceiling but propelling it so that'll be we'll keep it tight knit
0: yeah (laughs) hey some really massive shout outs there and as we get out of here brian you have given us a lot of insights you shared a lot about yourself and People know, know you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more <laughs> than they did before. So where can they find you if they want to connect or got questions?
1: Yeah. Uh, you can just email me, Brian, B-R-Y with a Y a N at Brian com. Um, that would be a good place to look. Um, and then I'm on LinkedIn, uh, just Brian, B-R-Y-A-N last name's wish. And then Twitter and Instagram, uh, just first name, last name with an underscore, um, I would say subscribe to our website at bwmissions.com or join. We have two, we have two different communities, we do content for each one, um, put a lot of thought and effort into helping people find their way and belong in the world. Um, it's been an incredible endeavor and mission that we've been able to bring up from the ground up and, um, love, love what I do and who I do it with and the people, the clients we do it with as well. So, um, Reach out anywhere, find me anywhere, and we'll try and provide value.
0: Love it. Well, Brian, thank, thanks so much for hopping here on the one up Former Podcast. And guys, take all this stuff in and write something down and go do one of these things that we've talked about today. Uh, listening to this information is nothing without execution, as I always tell people. And you guys have a great rest of your day. And let's continuously 1UP.
1: Love. Thanks, Morgan. Love you, dude.